the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Welcome to a jam-packed edition of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show here on News Talk 710-KNUS. Good to be with you this morning as always. 303-696-1971, our telephone number when we do have opportunities to call in. You can also text into the show throughout the program via the 710-KNUS app on your smartphone. Name in town, name in town. If you wish to, text in, please. You can email me a couple of ways to do that, including 710KNUS.com. Just go to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show page and to my website, JimmySangenberger.com. Keep in mind, there's no A-I or U in Sangenberger. It's all E's all the time. Once you know that, Sangenberger is... Easy. We have a lot going on today. We will be joined here in studio in the next hour by Charmaine Lindsay, who is a member of the Denver Public Schools Board of Education. She's been on the station with me before and returns into the studio for the hour to talk about issues going on in Denver, a school district that we are paying very close attention to on this program. And speaking of school districts and stories that we have been following very closely, Woodland Park Schools. They are in the thick of it with teachers unions uh, protesting and speaking out as of, say, this past Thursday. And there's a lot to be said there with the national media attention and really trumping things up against a school district that's rocking the boat in ways that I think uh, include some good things being done. We will talk with the vice president of the school board who himself is running for re-election. By the way, Charmaine Lindsay running for re-election. Uh, David Illingworth will be back on the program. We have been following the controversy in Woodland Park and it amped up a little bit in the past week. So we'll follow up with that story. And we're going to be breaking early here in just a few minutes because earlier in the week, I had the opportunity to catch up with someone who has become a friend of mine over the past several years. He is absolutely a friend of this program, and he is our favorite guest when it comes to having some blues for breakfast on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. And that would be none other than blues man Tommy Castro, who is indeed, as his album that came out last year tells us, a blues man that came to town. And he's coming back to town along with saxophone player extraordinaire, also keyboard player extraordinaire, Deanna Bogart, who just so happens to be his partner as well. So it was a lot of fun catching up with them, and we will share that interview coming up as well as some music tidbits, too. It's always great when you can get some tastes of music on the program. Uh, blues guitar player extraordinaire. 2023 B.B. King Blues Entertainer of the Year. Tommy Castro returning to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show as well as 
Deanna Bogart joining us for the first time. Something else that I wanted to make sure to to hit on, and we'll talk a little bit about this in the 8 o'clock hour as well, uh, is some of the political dynamics that are going on when it comes to the 2024 election cycle. It is interesting to see the pivot of Republican candidates sort of turning on Donald Trump. Uh, that's quite a story, um, especially when you have, say, Ron DeSantis saying things like this. A, a voter that goes to 10 rallies, their vote counts the same as somebody that's unenthusiastic and then goes and votes. And, and we just have to understand that. And people will act like 2020, they're like, you know, Biden was, was such a disaster. But here's the thing. I don't, think, I don't think anybody voted for Biden, okay? They were voting against Trump. That was why they did it. I mean, let's just be honest. He, and he energized Democrats. You could have John Kennedy walk through the door right now, and he wouldn't energize Democrats as much as Donald Trump does. That's just the reality. What did we do in Florida with these Democrats? We defeated these Democrats. We left the Democratic Party in Florida in a pile of ruins. To me, it is refreshing to see these candidates finally actually turn their aim at Trump, especially over something I think legitimate. In 2020, it was anti-Trump sentiment, not pro-Biden sentiment, that brought about that victory for Biden over Trump. And so when he says people voted against Trump, not for Biden, that's absolutely true. And to lay that case out there, I think, is good. We need to see that pushback. The first presidential debate of these Republicans was woefully absent in its or lacking in its criticism of the giant elephant in the room that wasn't in the room, which was Donald Trump, who wasn't part of the debate. The same things goes the same thing goes for a couple of weeks ago in the second debate. Trump wasn't there, but they started to aim a little bit of rhetorical fire at the former president. I think you can't win a nomination or separate yourself without it. And they need to make those kinds of distinctions. And to see Ron DeSantis do that and to be critical of Trump, I think, uh, is a good thing. And it is fairly refreshing, especially for somebody who uh, purportedly is the number two who could take on Trump in the Republican primary. It'll be fascinating to see. We'll pick up with the conversation on that later on in the show. But in the interest of time, we need to run to a break extra early. When we come back, my Colorado Radio exclusive, some blues for breakfast with the great blues man coming to town, Tommy Castro and Deanna Bogart. Keep it right here. Just getting started. It's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk 710 KNUS. Yeah. 
blues for breakfast on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show with a blues man who is coming to town next week. And he is not just coming to town next week to Denver, but also Colorado Springs, Greeley, and Boulder. And with a very special guest as well, join me in welcoming back to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, the man who brings horn-fueled R&B, piping hot blues, fiery stripped-down rock and roll with each of his releases solidly, building upon that unshakable musical foundation of a dynamic mix of the 1960s-influenced guitar-fueled blues, testifying Memphis-soaked blue-eyed soul and Latin-tinged East San Jose funk. He's the guy who grabs you by the collar with those vocals and his fiery, passionate guitar work. Tommy Castro returns. Tommy, good morning. Oh, wow. I forgot. You know, all of that stuff is uh, is written somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's incredible. It's file or something like it, that, it, I guess. Huh? It, it might be on your website, but you know what? Sometimes oh, okay. it's worth reading with a little bit of fun and flair, right? Well, you have a great delivery. You know, I never, I, I never, uh, I never, uh, I, I knew that stuff existed, but the way you deliver it makes it really sound cool. <laughs> Thank you for that introduction. Oh, of course. Tommy Castro now, by the way, joining us is the 2023 BB King Blues Entertainer of the Year. Congratulations for that as well, brother. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of a big surprise, you know, because won that award the year before and then and that was a big year because we had you know blues man was released and uh the band got you know won an award and the record the album won an award and all of that kind of goes together so that the following year i i kind of sat that one out i thought i took the uh time off to have a little procedure done i have some you know my low back has, uh, has had problems over the years, and I, I've got something fixed. And, and the good news about that is, is I, you know, it works great, and I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like a million bucks. But it, I needed the time off to get that done and to heal up. So I didn't go to the Blues Awards. I told, I told Deanna, I said, but uh, honey, you've got to go because I know you're going to win. And I was right. She, she won uh, Instrumentalist Horn of the Year. And then uh, while while they were at the Blues Awards and I was home, I got a text message from uh, Deanna's daughter Alex saying, "You won." <laughs> I was I was completely shocked and blown away. I was there's no way. Well, it just wasn't expected. So now that makes us a uh, that's four times altogether now in four over the years. Well, I have to tell you, you are one of the great entertainers who comes through Colorado playing some music. I mean, when you go on stage, you put on a real show. And Deanna, who you mentioned, also joins us. That would be Deanna Bogart, who has dazzling keyboards, soulful saxophone, smoky vocals, and a cut above (laughs) songwriting. She joins us now as well and going to be with you as you go to Colorado Springs, Denver, Greeley, and Boulder. Deanna, welcome to the show. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? I'm doing well. And congrats to you on another Music Award win as well. That is just phenomenal. We've got two Blues Award, routine Blues Award winners on this show. That's just incredible. Well, yes, we're going to. But the main thing is, you know, uh, when we get together like this, we have a we have a fun time. Uh, Deanna's uh, brings a little something different to the show. You know, in the, in the old days, we used to we always had a saxophone player in the band. 
And then things changed up, you know, around uh, 2012, we reinvented the wheel and, 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 you know, created the painkillers and a more guitar driven kind of sound. But Deanna, when she comes to play with us, you know, she plays piano and saxophone. And uh, she'll, so she'll kind of step in and do some of those uh, older, older songs with us that we always relight on the horn a little bit and kind of brings back a little bit of that sound. Plus, of course, in her own style, and her own way. And then she'll do a segment of the show, you know, playing piano and singing, and we'll be backing her up uh, like we did in the old blues review shows. And so it, it makes it for an inter- interesting night, you know. It's not it's not one thing. It's a, a lot of different things going on up there. I might even do a little bit of an acoustic set. Or we might do a little bit of an acoustic set. We'll, we'll see how that goes, but I'm, I'm bringing the guitars along just in case. Oh, that sounds beautiful. <laughs> uh, just a great time. Deanna, since you are a first-timer here on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, I want you to just share a little bit for our audience, especially folks who may not be familiar with you, a little bit about your background in music and, and your career. I was about 20 years old when I ended up being on a band. I didn't even know what that meant. and. You know, in the first like 10, 15 years, we were just on the road. I hadn't playing horn yet, just, just piano and singing with, with a band. And, but we did all over the States and, and Colorado a lot of times, way, way that back. Was cowboy, that was cowboy jazz. Cowboy jazz was, yeah. And then, um, and then I had a band after that and still going, you know, and going out to Colorado. So it's been a while since I've played in Colorado and I have just so many great stories of um, being there that long yeah well we're looking forward to having you back here and i always uh, tommy and i have talked about this on several occasions regarding his background and i always am curious whenever i have musicians on to learn a little bit about your influences who are some of the guys and gals who influenced your musical style and your interest in playing blues and jazz you know it's interesting because it's been like what 40 45 years wow (laughs) here we are i i got a lot of stuff from um Kansas City, the Pendergast era, thirty forty, Jane McShann, um, all that kind of stuff back there, which which was um, was a was really big for me, you know, and and what I learned from that, and at the same time with blues, with blues and jazz, and and all this down there, it really it started me going, you know, into going into sort of like like you start with blues, but you never always don't end there, you know what I mean, and it all it all. It all comes in together. It's just love. It's just great. Isn't that one of the things about music, Deanna, that you can work in a slew of different styles yet still be sort of have that cornerstone, whether that's blues or jazz or what have you, but especially because it's such a free form musical style where you're able to go out and break out into what solos you want and go with the flow of the music. You never know quite what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's the improvisation or when you're, Kind of like the idea of, you know, thinking at home and, and feeling on stage and in the music. I love what I'm getting to do it with all of us and, and with Tommy and the guys. I just, it's one of my favorite things. 
Tommy Castro, I want to talk for a moment about being on stage, and then we'll uh, run a little tune here. Um, I mean, obviously, I've had the pleasure. It's always been great a few times of sitting on stage with you and the band, and you guys are always so tight, on point, having a great time. And one of the things about music, as you well know, and Deanna and I were just hinting at here, is that it really is something where I call it food for the soul, where you feel it, you're sharing with the audience, there's a real visceral back and forth connection because you're playing and having a great time. The audience is having a great time listening to you. You feed back one to the other and you're going with the flow. You're not tied down to just like, okay, these are the exact notes that I need to play. How is that for you as especially the BB King Entertainer of the Year? <laughs> well, I'm like, I always have the feeling like I'm just holding on for dear life, you know. I'm going through the show and, and yeah, when you're, when you're improvising, it's risky. You know, you, there's certain things that you know uh, you can rely on uh, when you're going to, you know, take a solo or something like that. But you don't really know where you're going. You don't really know where it's going to end up or wh what's going to happen along the way. You just kind of take off and go. Every once in a there's a handful of my songs that I, I have solos that I, I you know, I do something pretty similar most of the time. And then there's some that I just don't have any kind of uh, preconceived ideas at all. I just go for it. And Deanna's kind of the, the, you know, she's the best at that. She, she never plays anything the same way twice. She can't do it. <laughs> she, it's just her style. It's to keep it fresh. And, and she, and she really goes right there. There's a couple of things that she didn't mention about her background that, you know, she's also known uh, for, you know, being a great boogie woogie player. She's got one of those yeah. strong left hands, really strong left hand. Well, we're on the, we're on the blues cruise and there's all these, there's like, you know, 20 piano players on board, you know, and Deanna's playing, everybody's over there watching her and they're all looking at her left hand to see it. so like, <laughs> because it's, because it's really strong and really hard to do. And of course she's made, you know, a dozen albums or so over the years of, of original material which covers a lot of different styles of music, but it's, you know, it's uh, her own songs. And they, they mentioned in the, in her, in her little bio blurb there about uh, songwriting. And she's really one of the best songwriters I know. So it's tremendous. The, the songs Aww. are really, really great. And so if you haven't seen Deanna before, you know, <laughs> I'm not biased or anything. No, but not I, at all. Not at all, Tom. I have been I I've been lucky enough to work with her for you know over twenty years now. I mean, we were uh, before we ever became an uh, an item, I guess. Um, years ago, you know, we were playing this group uh, together called Legendary Rhythm and Blues Review, and Deanna and I got to be very good friends in those days. We we're traveling together on my old bus, and we would go from town to town, do these shows, and then you know, of course, do them on the cruise as well. We've have, we have time together on stage, and so it, it, there's a chemistry there. Yes. Uh, you know when you have it. When you're on stage with other musicians, you know when you have it yeah. and you know when you don't. Go ahead, Deanna. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's true. What a, what a band that was, you know, and, and I didn't really know anybody and really got to know Tommy and, and, and just meeting everybody else. And it was so eclectic, and everybody was loving it and meeting in the middle, and it it was it was one of the best times. It really, really was. 
We are talking with Tommy Castro, the blues man coming to town and four different shows, as well as Deanna Bogart's special guest coming up on Thursday, October 12th at the Stargazers Theater in Colorado Springs in Denver. Now at Ophelia's Electric Soapbox on Friday, the 13th, October 14th at the Moxie Theater in Greeley and then up in Boulder at the Velvet Elk Lounge on Sunday, October 15th. That is quite an array of places to check out. You're going pretty much all around the front range, as we call it, here in uh, Colorado. We are going, though. I, I want to do something here. We got to play a little bit of music. My biggest influence growing up on anything to get me into blues was Stevie Ray Vaughan. In fact, Tommy, I don't know if I've told you this story before or not, but literally my first song, I was born in 1990. So the first song I ever heard coming home from the hospital as a newborn queued up in the car by my parents was Stevie Ray Vaughan doing a live cover of Buddy Guy's Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> and, <laughs> literally oh, queued up in the car. And before that, you know, I had, a, as they say, a womb with a view when they saw a couple months before I was born, saw the Almond Brothers. And I've loved the Almond Brothers ever since. So wow. uh, so I always have this special spot in my heart for Stevie Ray. And Deanna, you have just a unique take on his tune tightrope that uh, I just have to share with folks and get a little bit of thoughts from you on this song. He was, and the reason why I'm doing this, we're recording this on October 3rd, which is the anniversary of, well, really Stevie Ray's birthday. If he was around still born in 1954, he would be just about 70. I think here as we go moving ahead, a little tightrope by Deanna Bogart. Caught up in a whirlwind. I can't catch my breath. Making a song your own, adding unique flair, nice jazzy style to it. Deanna, when you're when you're taking a song and you're working with it in this kind of way, just walk me through that process. You know, there's just songs that you've always loved, you know, and you sit down at I sit down at the piano, and my hands my hands are kind of of, um, uh, Vincent and Price by themselves sometimes <laughs> and, they're, and they're just doing that and, and I'm digging it just singing the tune and to me it looked like it was how I thought it as you know it was just kind of coming out that way and it was at the end it was the last one of the of that record I needed one more one more uh, song 
Is there is there anything, Tommy, that you might add on to like taking a song and, and making it your own when you're doing a cover or looking for a particular flair or anything like that? Well, I have to be honest, you know, I don't that's not my strong suit. I will do I, I've done a, a lot of covers, but the people that I'm covering are usually people that uh, artists that I am like huge fans of. of and I studied and I studied their style and. I, I, I kind of can sing like them a little bit, you know? And so it's hard for me. The hardest thing for me is to not do it like them. You know, I learned how to play and sing by, by imitating my favorite artists. It was like, yeah. that's how I learned. I, 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 I had a day job driving around, you know, eight hours a day and I would listen all the, to all my favorite singers. And that's what got me through the day without losing my mind is I would sing to Ray Charles and little Richard and, uh, Wilson Pickett songs. And, uh, and, and that's how I learned. That's where my style yeah. basically came from. So, uh, um, when it comes down to, uh, making it my own, I, I really have to try to, uh, I have to really work at it to come up with a fresh approach, you know, and somebody like Randy, uh, my bass player and uh, partner in crime all these years, uh, Randy McDonald, he's good at uh, helping me try to bring something uh, fresh or different to a song like that to make it, to make it our own. But uh, Deanna just does it naturally. She doesn't do imitation very well. Well, I, and you, <laughs> you know, know what? She does, her, Deanna? Oh, she does oh, her own thing yes. uh, automatically. It's going to be her. It, you know? it, it just kind of comes out of me, you know, it might be a ballad. It might be this. It might be that. Mm -hmm. For some reason, it, it just gets into into me, into my soul. And then I do it and have a good time with it. And so sometimes I like doing that because the songs that you love, you know, I don't even really think about it like yeah. that. It's a stylistic difference, but it's also just a, a natural affinity. How are you as a musician from your own background and from your own experience as far as what you do creatively. I mean, each person is going to be different no matter what instrument you're playing. Yeah. It's like Randy said that every now and then I would, uh, I'd talk about making this kind of a record or that kind of a record. And, and it was going to be so, you know, different and edgy and, you know, you're going into some new territory, let's say, and I'm trying to make a, mm -hmm. a fresh concept. And, and Randy goes, you know, it doesn't matter, Tommy, what at the, when it's all done, it's going to be a Tommy Kestrel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're right. Deanna Boga. And, that and that's, that's, and right. that's how it is. And that is how it yeah. happens. And it doesn't matter what I'm trying to do, what it wind up being is me. So Which is, that's a good thing. And that's, that doesn't always happen, you know, for people. You have just a, this drop of an ingredient that's Tommy, you know, and you can tell that, you know. And um, it makes it, it just makes it you. Yeah, always. We've got Tommy Castro and Deanna Bogard both on the line. Get low on time, but I want to tease for folks a little of maybe what they could expect in terms of the two of you playing together from your most recent album, Tommy Castro, A Blues Man Came to Town. We heard the title track at the open. Here's a tune called Hustle. It is a fun one, and uh, it's got Deanna Bogart on the sax. Let's take a little listen.
makes me feel a little bit like James Brown going on here. And we have <laughs> here just, I mean, it's so unique. And I love the flair of the sax in this one. Just coming in right in the right way early on in the tune. I don't know which of you wants to take this one first, but what is it like playing with each other? What is it like doing a funky tune like this one? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, at the uh we do this basic, uh, we do this song, you know, a lot like like it was done on the record. And then at the end, we the, the two of us are trading off guitar and sax riffs back and forth and to bring, you know, take it up at the end of the song. And that's always a lot of fun because, again, we don't know what we're going to mm-hmm. do until we do it. <laughs> There's a couple pictures on the Internet right now of you show, showing me and Deanna, I'm, I'm I'm looking right at her, and she's looking right back at me, and we're and she's and we're playing, and I think it's it's got to be from this song because at the end of this, at the end, like I say, we're doing this uh, uh, back and forth bit, and it's uh-huh. it's, it's always lo- loads of fun. So, uh, you know, the way the show will go down is we'll come out and Castro Band, we'll do our we'll do a handful of songs, just the four of us, and a couple songs from the Bluesman album, still our most recent thing. Then um, we'll bring Deanna up and she'll play some saxophone with us. And then we'll hand it over to her. She'll play piano and we'll back her up on a few songs of hers. And then we just, we just play together the rest of the night. And the only other thing is I might throw in a little uh, acoustic segment. We'll see how that, we'll see how we feel about that. So trying to fit a lot of stuff in one show, but the idea is we want to give the people a show. We want to give the crowd that you know reaches into their pocket and spends their hard-earned money to come and see us play. We want to be. We want them to leave there feeling like not, not only they got their money's worth, but maybe uh, more than their money's worth. <laughs> well, that's yeah. that's what it's all about, right? Giving them the full the full show. Deanna, go ahead. Well, I'm just so excited to be doing this and also with with hustle you know when tommy and i were, were hanging out a couple you know year or two two years ago whatever and and i and i love that song hustle i was just grooving around and it was wonderful when when he thought about let's you know do something with the horn so i was really happy that i i could do that and i, I feel great that i was able to be on the record which is such a great record Tommy Castro and the Painkillers coming back to Colorado with special guest Deanna Bogart. Thursday the 12th at Stargazers Theater in Colorado Springs. Friday the 13th at Ophelia's Electric Soapbox in Denver. Saturday the 14th at Moxie Theater in Greeley. And the Velvet Elk Lounge rounds things out in Boulder, Colorado on October 15th. You know, I think the Ophelia's one's the one is the one that I'll be able to go to. If, if you want to throw in a little harp into that very complicated show that you've got, you know, I'm always here, brother Tommy. <laughs> oh man, we wouldn't dream of having you come out to see us without playing some. You're going to have to play. Oh, so, well, we got, we always got a couple songs for you. If, if I must, if you know what, uh, it would be just a thrill to be able to be on stage, not just with you, oh. Tommy, again, but with Deanna Bogart. Like the, the one of the times that I was up w- was also with Mike Zito. And so that just it adds to it when you have special guests that are just tremendous musicians like Deanna and like Mike. Yeah, yeah, we're 
we're all friends and it's good. It's like just going, you know, when you're a kid, you like to go out and play with your friends, right? <laughs> well, that's exactly that's we're right. Doing in our, we're doing that in our 60s. Pretty cool. I, I want to ask for a final word from each of you. Deanna, we will go lady first. A final word for our audience. Anything you want to share? Well, go ahead, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, I think, wants to talk about the Blues Cruise. Tommy, what have you got to share with us about the Blues Cruise? First of all, what is the Blues Cruise, oh. and how can folks have an opportunity to go? This is pretty big news. This is the first time I'm announcing this. We are going to be – now, we did this last year, so it's not the first time it ever happened, but I just got the word that we, we're going to do this uh, promotion again. So here it is. The, the legendary Rhythm and Blues cruise, the first big music-themed cruise ever. And uh, it's still, I think, the best show uh, of all because, you, you know, every year you get Taj Mahal on there. Um, you, you'll have all the headliners like Buddy Guy, uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, Joe Bonamassa and Delbert McClinton, who both have their own cruises, were booked on the legendary Rhythm and Blues cruise first. This is a show on the on the legendary. First of all, they don't have a closing time like normally uh, a, 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 a cruise show like that. They would have people wrapping things up at a certain time of night. You know, eleven, twelve o'clock at night, everything ends. The blues cruise just keeps going. It's like Las Vegas. They just keep going, <laughs> and it must be hard on the crew of the ship because they're they're having to serve drinks until 4, 6 a.m., you know, and then people would, will go down from uh, either the piano bar or the crow's nest jam that, that's been going on all night, and they'll go down to breakfast in the morning, and, you know, Tab and Ma would always say, we're going to keep on playing until we smell the bacon <laughs> cooking down there. But the best names in the blues are on there, about 35 acts in the week. And those include two amazing harp players, it looks like, Charlie Musselwhite and Rick Estrin. Yep. Every style of blues is always represented. Beautiful. You know, Chicago and Louisiana, uh, West Coast bands, uh, you know, you, you name it. it. It's all there. Any kind of blues that, that they do in America, it's, it's on that boat. And, uh, and, of course, people come from all over the world for these, these things. That's what the blues cruise is. Now, how can folks the, get on it? Yeah, well, first of all, you just, if you want to book passage, you just go on the, on the bluescruise.com, and you can, you know, arrange to go on the blues cruise the usual way. But this uh, opportunity that I'm providing is all you have to do is buy a ticket to one of my shows or one of Deanna's shows. If you buy a ticket to our shows, send the proof of purchase in. And that's easy to do. You just take a picture of your ticket and send it to an email address on our website. And that the, and then we're going to collect those up until about May or June. And then we're going to, put all those entries into a big fishbowl and on uh, Facebook live in May or June or a designated date, I will draw a winner in front of everybody live. <laughs> so very cool. Winner will get a winner. will get a passage with two with an ocean view. That means it's got a, you got a cabin with a window. It's a, it's a good value. It's not a discount cruise. It's not a carnival cruise. No, this, this is a first. It's the legendary, star. you know, yeah. Rhythm and Blues yeah. Cruise, like, it's legendary. It is. Yeah, and it it's is. on Holland America Line, which is an adult cruise line that's designed for, Deanna, you know, it's real, I, really I, nice. I want to like, jump nice in, design. let Deanna go, because we're, we're out of time here. So, Deanna, final thought there? People have been asking now more and more about the Blues Cruise, and I tell them, yes, I think it's like a floating festival, and it, it's just a big, big family 
throughout the day and the night, and it's, it's amazing. Beautiful. Well, all the more reason to hit up one of Tommy Castro and the Painkillers' upcoming shows on October 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th, featuring special guest Deanna Bogart and uh, Jimmy Sangenberger, a.k.a. Jimmy Jr., uh, as my name is on stage uh, at Ophelia's Electric Soapbox. I'll be there, so I'm looking forward to it. Deanna, I am looking forward to meeting you in person there. Tommy, it'll be great to see you again, brother. We'll have a blast. Looking forward to it, Jimmy. We're going to have a good time. We will have a blast. Tommy Castro, Deanna Bogart, thank you so much for joining us for some blues for breakfast here on the show. Thanks, Thanks, Jimmy. Soon. See you next week. Once again, Tommy Castro and Deanna Bogart joining us. We're going to go out to the break with a little Nasty Habits, one of those great classic Tommy Castro tune 710 KNUS, The Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Everything I do is bad for me Everything I do Everything I do is bad for me All right All my nasty habits Just the more let me Right as rain, it's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk 710 KNUS. Great conversation with Tommy Castro and Deanna Bogart in the last segment. I'll be looking forward to joining them on stage at Ophelia's Electric Soapbox on Friday the 13th next weekend. That will be great. TommyCastro.com, I believe, is his website for all those details. I do want to get into some breaking news. We will talk about this more at the top of the 8 o'clock hour as we are set to be joined in studio by Charmaine Lindsay of the Denver School Board in the next hour. A Pal- Palestinian militants on Saturday, uh, Hamas in particular, launched the biggest attack on Israel in years, sending fighters over the border from Gaza and firing thousands of rockets. Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, said the country was at war with uh, the military launching retaliatory strikes against Hamas targets in Gaza. Uh, The militant group launched a sustained barrage, according to the Wall Street Journal, of more than 5,000 rockets and a coordinated attack by land, sea, and air. Israel's emergency services said 22 people had been killed in the surprise attacks from Gaza and hundreds more injured. I think that number's been up to 40 killed and and some 750 injured. That's total, I think, between both sides that we know of. Gunmen crossed from Gaza into Israel south, according to the Israeli military as well. And here's even more on this, uh, sort of what's going on here and the motivation. Uh, Hezbollah has praised the attack. The Lebanese militant group saying that this should serve as a warning against recognizing Israel. And it comes, surely not coincidentally, the day after, here's the headline from the Wall Street Journal yesterday, Saudi Arabia willing to raise oil output to help secure Israel deal. There is more talk of Saudi Arabia adding itself to the Abraham Accords. That's a big deal. They don't want it. That's what's going on here. Keep it right here. Charmaine Lindsay in studio next. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.